0: Here's the snap, four-man rush, firing downfield, and got a man. Rock and roll, touchdown, Texans. Game
1: day is every day. Yeah, nice ball, nice ball. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming.
0: Here's a sack! Wow, bringing down the quarterback.
1: Now it's Texans all access.
2: Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Mark Vandermeer joins me for this hour of Texans Radio. Mark, I may or may not have told people where you were for the first hour during oh, no. the Texans player show. I mean, Wait. I know you love your holiday shopping and the sales oh were just Here really we hard.
0: You know, Johnny did this to me yesterday. I've been bad this week, by the way. I was late. I was two minutes late for Texans Monday at 8 a.m. on Monday morning. I heard. It was not my fault. It was an accident that was, first of all, there was one in my neighborhood, so it took longer to get out of the neighborhood, you know, the school traffic. And then on 90, there was a nasty one. I hope nobody got hurt, but it was a nasty one. And it just took me that much longer to get here. So, and then earlier today, what did I have? I don't know. What did you make up about me? You
2: had big holiday shopping that you had to get no. to, and it could not wait. And you know what's funny <laughs> is we have this running joke like with Drew, Johnny, and I. And I don't think we've ever spoken about it, but it's like this unspoken rule that if Mark is not on the show, mm-hmm. you have to just tell people wh- you can, you are at liberty to make up wherever you might think you yeah. might be. And I heard Johnny say that. You were really upset at a barista for your coffee order, (laughs) 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 which... Is see Johnny's lies are like mine; they're kind of believable. Oh,
0: that's very believable. Yeah,
2: I was like, mm-hmm. well, Mark does like his coffee a certain way, and he could be holiday shopping. People might think you're actually out there. No, just they would to be never thrushed. believe
0: that because I'm very much on the record saying I don't start Christmas shopping till about December 23rd, late in the day. This could have been
2: <laughs> this could have been a new this could have been a new year, new mm-hmm. you, though. For all mm-hmm. we know, but yeah, he he said that you were mad at the coffee barista, and that's why.
0: That's believable mm-hmm. that I would be upset I didn't get the order right or they didn't get the order right but I don't get mad at service people especially lately since covid anybody who's working anywhere I'm very grateful for thank you for working thank you for thank working thank you for your service yes, exactly. in the service industry exactly yes. whatever the service is I'm very grateful because I know that a lot of people aren't and a lot in the restaurant industry the restaurant service food service industry a lot of people have backed out of that. And if you're in that business and you hire people, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. I over tip. It's like tithing to me. Take care of your people. Do it.
2: Yeah, that's a good. That is a good tip to mm-hmm. tip early, yep. tip a lot, and then yeah. just enjoy great service. And
0: you know what? It comes back to you. It's like, oh, I don't want to t-. No, tip. Tip well. It'll always come back to you. Have an attitude of abundance. That's what I say.
2: Oh well, you're just mm-hmm. in the holiday spirit.
0: I am in the holiday spirit because you know usually, DP, I'm Ebenezer Vandermeer this time of year, <laughs> and I think I'm going to turn a new leaf.
2: I, I would think this year of all seasons, you would be Ebenezer Vandermeer. It's I am. it's not comes been going to, so well. Yeah,
0: I'm a little upset about 31 uh, nothing. Okay, I uh-huh, am. I uh-huh. can't deny it. But uh, hey, Seattle in town on Sunday. They give up a lot of yards. Maybe this is an opportunity. Let's go.
2: I spoke with John Boyle, who's uh, a team reporter for the Seahawks, and he did say that they give up a lot of yards because in the earlier part of the season, they oh, gave up a lot no. of yards, but lately they've been playing really they good.
0: They played they've well done. on Sunday. In fact, I saw a chunk of that game mm. against the 49ers. They own the 49ers, though. They just do.
2: They swept them this year. Even yeah. in the season they're having where Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, what's going to happen with them? It's the end of an era, even in a season like this they managed to beat the 49ers. They're I...
0: very good against them and I think that yeah, they have been improving in certain categories. Russell Wilson's always going to be difficult. Look, it's the Texans here in 2021. They can't look past anybody. Look at the Jets. The Jets are dead last in defense. Seahawks are second to last and we know it didn't go as well as you wanted it to against the Jets. So what am I saying? I just go play better, please. Yes. I think would... they'll I mean obviously they'll put their best foot put- put forward on Sunday
2: I was really looking forward to the three game home stretch which now this will be the third of yeah, the three home games you had the Jets the Colts and now the Seahawks and I re- mm. and they had won since uh, they they played at Tennessee I which, know in the rain in the rain and, and they right. were really struggling on the road and it seems like the road struggles have carried themselves home and hopefully they can get this straightened out before you know, they head back on the road again
0: you know what's going to be a relative I say relative war will be the following week At Jacksonville, that is going to be really interesting because both teams, the Jags, remember what happened on opening day. The Texans are a very different team when you look at the personnel and everything. And who knows what happens with Tyrod and everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, it could be different quarterback, different running back, running backs, because Lindsey played well in that game. So let's see how it shakes out next week, but we'll talk about that next week. The matter at hand, Seahawks Sunday at noon, and it is homecoming, which is very cool as well. Oh,
2: yeah, a lot of Texans legends will be in the house, and Mm -hmm. Jonathan Joseph, I believe, as well. Home field
0: advantage captain, J. Joe, and Moran Norris is going to be on with uh, the Sean and Seth crew on the pregame show right after. Let's see. I think it's Andre and I visiting. Then it's going to be Jay Joe, then Moran Norris. So it's going to be oh, good. Like so that's a jam nice tri- packed I think Johnny comes on at the nine o'clock hour, uh, but we'll come on starting at ten fifteen from the stage out at the Bud Light Plaza area. It's going to be fun, fun day at NRG Stadium on Sunday.
2: It is a lot of fun, and you know, I was uh, I had some friends that were at the game on Sunday. They were sitting way in the East Club, mm-hmm. and so I told them if I had a chance I would come down and say hi. Did and you? so I had to, yeah. I, I mean, I was like. Well, let me just see how this goes. Mm -hmm. But you know, because of the (laughs) score being (laughs) because of the way the score was, I wasn't really writing a whole lot. So Mm -hmm. I thought uh, right after halftime or right around halftime, I I made the walk, and I've never done that. I've never walked from the press box and then you go down to the west West Club and then you have to walk around the stadium. But I saw a few legends walking around in the club. You know, you would not know what the score on the field was right. based on walking through the club. The, the music was pumping. People were having a grand old time. Yeah. They were just drinking and having food. And I, I remember the days when I used to go to the game as a casual fan. Right.
0: You did. You were a season ticket holder. I was a
2: season ticket holder. for And we sat in the West Club. We used mm-hmm. to sit field level. And then at some point we moved. And I really enjoyed. I it made It made me miss those days. And we brought our kids for family field day a few weeks ago. And. And my kids, who are older now, they said, "Oh, we want to go back and visit our old seats."
0: Yeah. Because, oh, really?
2: Yeah, but I said, "No, we can't. We're on the. F- it's a field day. It's not seat day. It's not going." Oh, the to go field visit day was
0: fun. That was an an internal thing. I think with uh, the score being what it was, with the season being what it is, obviously what's going on on the field is not exactly uh, pleasing all throughout the game. I get that. But there's so much stuff to do at the stadium, which is nice. So, And I know this sounds like an infomercial right now, but it's true. I mean, look, the Texans have gone out of their way in the last two decades to make sure that the game day experience is top-notch and one of the best in the NFL always. And it still is. It's just, look, people want to see you win. I get it. People want to see you win, and obviously they didn't do that on Sunday.
2: Well, that Jacksonville game was a lot of fun, so hopefully there will be more games like that. you get got five games. You got five games left. Not all of them are at home, obviously. You've got a few more home games, so hopefully – and get some points on the board and Three. turn things around. Yeah. And and at least and, and you know, we talked to Farrell Brown in the first hour and even he was saying, you know, just to head into the off season with a few wins, the season is what it is. Mm-hmm. The Texans are eliminated mathematically from the playoffs. they were non mathematically eliminated probably weeks ago, but you know, just to... <laughs> not... <laughs> hi.
0: We're non-mathematical. We're still eliminated.
2: officially not eliminated, but, but we're
0: kind of eliminated. I would
2: make some January plans unless you're holding up.
0: But this year, all right, go on. But about but your point but
2: Farrell was saying that you know it would just be nice to get some wins here in December because December and January because then you head into the off season with a li- little bit of momentum on your side and mm-hmm. you feel like you're building towards something. So just for the fans for the players like they all want to just try to get a few wins here
0: well you know what's really disappointing about this year I have a list oh <laughs> but I'm just gonna give you one <laughs> You're of the rank th- them I'm okay. just gonna give you one of the things right now no particular order I don't know where this ranks but this is a year where the AFC in particular is so wide mm. open and th- look at the teams that are leading the conference right now the Patriots okay I get it the Patriots beat the bills last night. And they are nine and four now. So they have the top seed. But you have the Chiefs at eight and four, the Ravens at eight and four. Nobody's running away with anything. The Titans at eight and four. You beat the Titans, right? All but three teams in the conference are still in the hunt at the very least. And the three teams are the Jets, the Jags, and the Texans. And that's really disappointing because, mm-hmm. you know, if you racked up four, five, six wins somehow, you'd be right in it right now. You might fade down the stretch, but you'd be right in it right now. Obviously, that's not happening. And I can't wait to get back to the days when you can, at the very least, flirt with playoff contention, make the playoffs, do some damage, see what happens.
2: Yeah, I do. Th- these, these would be my favorite shows in December where you try to figure out
0: the oh, in yeah. the hunt, the wild card, yeah. how, the
2: magic numbers that you mm-hmm. need to win. And, you know, it just feels it's hard to back to back years to not have that going for you in December. Mm. So it would be great to turn things around. It'd be great to just get a win. But to lose the way the Texans did on Sunday, that was that was hard. It that was, was hard.
0: It was, but on the pain meter, and again, I'm not going to rank everything <laughs> but in But terms you're about of pain, to. <laughs> but, but I'll rank the last two weeks. The Jets, far more painful to me really? than the Colts. As much as I hate the Colts in a really? healthy sports hate way. Yes. The Jets was way more painful because that was a very beatable team. It's mm. not a very good team. They've got some good players. There's no doubt. Uh, and you can see what they're building there. they got the young rookie quarterback and all that. But. That was a game that I thought the Texans not would win necessarily. I'm not crazy, all right? It's the NFL. Anything happens every week. It's game day. It's any given Sunday, all that. But I thought that was a gettable game. And the Colts, not that I didn't think it was gettable, but look, it it was what it was, all right? They, They are a really good team. They, as the game went on, kind of wore you down with that running game and the Texans couldn't get anything going offensively. Against the Jets, they were up 14-3. to Come on, close it out, win the game. Yeah, two,
2: do two really nice touchdown drives by Tyrod, which is a shame yeah. that they... You know, it, it just seems like they were in it. You're right, they were in it pretty much that entire game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into some of the hot reads of the week. Speaking of quarterbacks, a starting quarterback announcement is coming sometime this week. Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills? Head coach David Culley says he will decide and the team will decide after further evaluation both played in Sunday's loss to the Colts Taylor had an MRI on his left wrist on Monday according to David Culley and Mills who came in late in the third quarter and finished out the game showed some improvement uh, despite not getting first team reps in practice so we haven't seen Mills for a few weeks now Uh, I felt encouraged that uh, you know they liked what they saw in him being Mm -hmm. able to pick up the blitz and uh, you know they thought that he was using his mobility a little bit more so obviously I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen this week i feel like it's we're headed down that road now mark i mean it just it's just one of the it would make sense in a season like this
0: well I, I I always thought when Tyrod came back that unless he's winning on a consistent basis you're gonna see mills again at some point before the end of the season. And you need to, because you need to know what you really think of him moving forward into 2022 and beyond. Because do you want to draft a quarterback with your first round pick and whatever other first round picks you get, wherever those fall? Would you take one that high? Would you not? Would you take one later? Would you not take one at all? I don't know how they're going to handle it, but it gives you more information about Davis. And then you want everyone's got to improve, right? Every single player in this league, Tom Brady's looking to improve. I mean, everybody wants to improve. Mills has to improve. So. Now you get to see if he improves. And with Tyrod, the reported hand injury and all that, if Mills can come back and show that improvement, look, that helps you evaluate him further going into the offseason. Even if he goes like 4-1 down the stretch here, I'm not saying he's the quarterback in 2022. Probably would be if you went 4-1, and one, let's be honest here. <laughs> but they want to at least see improvement. You know, get better. Show us you're moving in the right direction. And when he came in the other day, I expected a little pop late, especially when the game was out of reach, and maybe prevent defense, and you're Mm -hmm, able to mm -hmm. get the ball in the end zone somehow. Didn't happen. Look, we'll see what he can bring uh, with a full week of practice, if it is indeed him. And like we said, the Seahawks have given up some yards. Maybe there are some opportunities there.
2: Yeah, well, the first team reps in tomorrow's practice will pretty much determine who's going to be the starting quarterback. But I don't know how this is going to go, because – David Culley speaks to the media before practice. Right. So he actually he doesn't have to say anything. He's
0: not going to say anything
2: about who's getting first team reps. And then we're going to go to practice, and we're probably not going to see who's getting first team reps because we're out there during the media portion, which right. is warming up, stretching, and individual team period, individual period, not there's team one period. One thing that
0: can give it away, if Tyrod is hurt, like too hurt to participate in practice.
2: But he can always stretch. I mean, even I the get, hurt guys, eh, you'd see them stretching. Stretch.
0: Well, look, they're stretching and they're stretching, right? Because. In the Bill O'Brien days, there was one year where all we would see is stretching. So guys would be like in traction stretching, and you couldn't really tell—are they in or out? I don't know.
2: I on more than one occasion, and we we, sometimes they'd be in the bubble and they'd be like way on the other end of the bubble, Mm -hmm. so you couldn't even see them stretching. It was like you—you need to take binoculars. Um, But then we'd leave, and then I'd see several guys be done with practice, like they were all. It was like 100% attendance during the media portion of it. Right. Which then I thought, why don't all teams do this? Because, I mean, I it comes, know. but it you know it comes out on the injury report. So then it you does. find out you find out later who who is questionable, who is limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you find out all that anyway.
0: And teams so. aren't stupid. You know they're looking at the situation. They've seen what happened in the games. They're speculating like everybody else. It's really hard to keep a quarterback situation secret. But you're right, Coach Cully speaks before practice. Thursday, the coordinators speak.
2: Yeah, C- Cully doesn't speak on Thursday. So is, this is where I was headed with this.
0: Is Tim Cull- Kelly going to say anything? He's not
2: going to say it.
0: He's not going to say anything. So Friday is it. And very often Friday, he does this off-the-record section, right, or but then, session. But then,
2: but then one time he did go on the record... To say that Tyrod was starting, and then he Tyra. went off the record with the, and rest then he of went it. off the record. So maybe we won't know until Friday.
0: Yeah, officially, he's really great doing those off the record things. I mean, O'Brien did a few of them, but Coach Kelly does it every Friday. And <laughs> the, it's fun.
2: Mood, the mood, the mood when Bill O'Brien would do the off the records is so different.
0: Pins and needles. It
2: was like I was so scared. I think you once shot me a dirty look. <laughs>
0: I did. Oh yeah, you asked him a question. I okay. asked
2: him a question that I thought was innocuous, but apparently, like you just don't. Nobody knows what was innocuous I <laughs> during was like,
0: this. This day. is off the record. Stop but it!
2: I'm like, but it's off the record, and I'm just. I just want to know. But I. I but after that, I was like, all right. I, I'm afraid to ask anything off the record. <laughs> Sorry,
0: my bad. It I- was.
2: It was something about. It was something about pre- preparing for the draft or, or something that happens in the off season, but I asked it in season. It was oh, something, yeah. it was something super innocent, oh, yeah. but, at but, the, but at the time we are like, well, oh, no, no, don't ask that right now.
0: There was still like a DEFCON two kind of thing going on with Bill O'Brien in these off the record sessions. <laughs> Look, uh, he won a bunch of games here. Didn't go well at the end. We all know the rest of the story.
2: No, it, he's yeah. not going
0: to be coming in for homecoming. I don't think so. We won't have that. He's still with Alabama. And mm-hmm. they're in that Final Four in college football. Good for him.
2: Yeah. I You know, I, I feel like if we ever saw him out and about, he'd be lovely,
0: as he usually was. Of course. Oh, yeah, he really was. I, I wonder mean, if
2: then we could we could have uh, conversations about these sort of no. things. I would. I <laughs> no, would. Maybe, I'm maybe. not.
0: I think so, because he always thought... Like, I used to
2: tell, I used to talk to him about stuff like that, like in the off season, off uh-huh. season, off season. Bill was great to talk to you about those. Didn't
0: words. you even say to him, "This is off season, Bill. We're talking to right now"? Or no, like he that.
2: said it, and he asked me if um uh, he asked me if people walked on eggshells around him, and I said, "Well, yes, they do," and he seemed surprised by
0: that answer. <laughs> yeah, he was surprised. <laughs> what <laughs> me?
2: Yeah, he said, "What?" He was really flabbergasted by that.
0: I mean, we did so many good shows with him, and I mean, really, he would just turn it on. He was really great with he the media. He was very charming and very, very charismatic
2: often. when he wanted to be.
0: Yeah. But, you know, in a press conference setting, he was, there were times when he was unbelievably awesome. And there were times when he just didn't want to talk, just didn't want to sure. say anything. And, and especially when people were sort of like picking apart information for injuries, right? Mm. So tell me, you know, and oh, my gosh, you know, it just didn't go well at times.
2: But I think the media, uh, you kind of figure out what he would and wouldn't answer and you find a way to talk
0: well, around it he did good shows with uh, you know johnny and i would have him in here and we'd do a really fun show because we we're talking ball you know we we're just talking football stuff or you know how how things work behind the scenes a little bit and he was really happy to talk about that stuff because we weren't grilling him on like is so and so gonna play <laughs> what about that hangnail injury tell us you know, he doesn't yeah, like he that. Yeah, doesn't, he doesn't really like that. Yeah.
2: All right, in other news, Traymond Smith became the first Texans player awarded a contract extension in season under general manager Nick Casario. He took over re- kickoff return duties this season, starting in week seven at Arizona. Then the next week, he recorded a 44-yard kickoff return against the Rams. That was the Texans' longest kickoff return of the season. And then in the win at Tennessee, he recovered a muff punt uh, at the Tennessee five-yard line for a takeaway in the third quarter. So, mm. I, I mean... Traymond Smith has been doing some really nice things in the return game, which mm-hmm. is something that the Texans have really struggled with. And he, he spoke with the media yesterday. And you just really feel good about, you know, the the path that he has traveled to get mm-hmm. to where he is now. And I heard Nick on um, uh, in the loop this morning, yep. and they talked to him about the possibility of signing more players like this in season. Right. I thought his answer was interesting because he said they have those conversations, mm-hmm. but it's really like they're just having – and it depends on the player as much as it does sure. the Texans. And the reason being that a lot of their agents want to just test the free market. Sure. And that's hard to do in season.
0: So You can't do it in season. I mean, I guess you have agent, to wait. Yeah, the agent might be able to hear some rumbling, but it's not really supposed to happen that way, right? So guys like that, and Nick told us that too, because our interview with Nick is up on YouTube. We'll play it on the show tomorrow on Texans All Access Uh, We spoke with him a few hours later after he was on In the Loop, and he said something similar that, yeah, they're talking to players. So things can happen at any time where they get a yes, and that's what it is. And certain guys, they want to see around here for a while. But, yeah, I could understand a player wanting to test the market as well, although some players, they might feel like, hey, bird in the hand. I got a good offer, good situation. Let me go ahead and take it, rather than being out there for a long time. And now if they sign, they can be in the building and Mm -hmm. do some things that they wouldn't. Ordinarily, be able to do once the league year starts up.
2: Yeah, and I think like a guy like Tremont, who was with three teams two mm-hmm. years ago, has bounced around the league a bunch. Just wants to have that stability of knowing he's going nice to be here next wanted. year. It is nice to be wanted. He's getting you know, he's getting some major kickoff return duties here, and he knows that's what his role is going to be. He he likes the coaching staff, I imagine, and he likes being here. So he said, "I feel like I'd be the same way. I would just want to know where I'm going to be a year, yeah. from, unless I'm going to make like a bazillion dollars somewhere." And I thought. Oh, there's a chance for Here's that. the other but...
0: thing. You could get hurt tomorrow, right? Yeah. And he's absolutely protected to whatever extent the contract protects them as opposed to if you're on the way out, you know, you're going to be a free agent. Hey, maybe you don't get signed if you have to rehab throughout the entire offseason and then wait till camp. That's a factor as well for these guys because it's not like he's going to hit the free agent market and get you know top max dollar, like NFL equivalent of a max deal. He's not that kind of guy. So I could easily understand it from that standpoint as well. You're sort of it's not a huge guarantee, but there's some comfort there. There's some security relative to the NFL. Man, so many of these guys they just play a few years and they they move on. So you want to make the most of it while you're around.
2: Yeah, I wonder if uh guys like Camu Gruje Hill and some of these other guys that they really like if they sign mm-hmm.
0: them. That's going to be interesting. in
2: season because we we for a long time there was a policy and maybe it started under Rick Smith where they did not offer yes. any extensions mm-hmm. or do any contract negotiations as soon as the season started. Yep. So it was just understood that nothing like that was going to happen until The last day of the season.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens here as they get more talent in, right? You get some pro bowlers, you get that kind of thing. Because, Rick, look, Rick was here, and they built up to the 2011 team that had 16 pro bowlers on it. Not all in one year, but guys who had either been on the pro bowl Mm team— We're named that year or we're gonna be named in the future. That's sixteen. That's a ton of good talent on that team. So I could understand him. Look, if I got if I sign you, then he's gonna want to sign and someone's gonna have, want
2: more money or yeah, restructuring. We
0: have a season to play, so let's just do it. So I'm not sure what the right approach is, but I, I can understand this happening right now. It makes a lot of sense for both parties.
2: All right. The Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees were announced for all thirty two teams today. Justin Reed is the Texans nominee, Justin Reed. He has done a lot of stuff in the community back when Hurricane Ida hit his home state of Louisiana. He gave back to the community through a drive-through relief event at NRG Stadium. So between Houstonians and Justin Reed and his teammates, they raised more than $10,000, filled two 18-wheelers with donated items, and uh, he earned the NFLPA's Week 1 Community MVP Award. But he also has done a lot of work um, with some organizations here throughout Houston. Kindle lighters, Childhood Cancer Family Alliance. I believe he's having a visit with them today. Mm-hmm. And the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Houston and, and Kids Meals, which he's done the dodgeball tournament, I think. And he won some, he won some money for, for Kids Meals. I so. used to
0: do stuff with Candlelighters all the time. You used to or you all, want to? Used to, mm-hmm. all the time. I did their annual event in May. Uh, I did their golf tournament every year. But, you know, I took on so much extra stuff and then I joined the board of directors for junior achievement and obviously everything with the Houston Texans Foundation. I just couldn't keep doing it, but that's a great organization. And obviously, every team nominates a guy, right? Right. And J.J. Watt is the only Texan to ever win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award in 2017. That was a slam dunk to give mm-hmm. it to him. Uh, there was a video out today, Mike Davis, running back for the Falcons. This was moving to me. I, you know, I don't care about the Falcons or whatever, Mike Davis, but. He played high school ball in the Atlanta area, and they had his high school coach tell him. And I guess they brought him there under different circumstances. Like, they I don't know what, what the premise was, but Mike Davis was already getting emotional, telling the coach how much he meant to him, uh-huh. the coach. And then the coach says, well, I have some news for you. You're the Walter Payton man of oh, the year wow. for the Falcons. And he's like, and "It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm not crying. You're crying. You know, it was really good. Good video by the Falcons. I don't mind giving some credit where credit is due.
2: That is not, you know what, I feel like we're headed in that direction where they're going to... It's a, it's such a big award, and I feel like it sort of gets buried sometimes mm-hmm. in, in the midst of football. But, you know, it's considered the league's most prestigious honor for outstanding community service, but it's also for players that perform well on the field as well. So I saw a couple of different teams where they had um, a special guest tell the player, like I think the Colts mm-hmm. player, they had his mom show up in studio. like oh, Their nice. version of me, Lara, she was nice. doing an interview, and then all of a sudden the mom just walks onto set so um you know i think i think it's, it, it's something to think about for the future how to surprise these guys well
0: justin reed on the video board so that's pretty cool the video must be up by now so i'll go check it out i've oh. seen it before yeah so i have
2: not seen it i yeah, will have to check nice. it out very
0: nice very All right. nice
2: yeah so that's uh that's out and i think uh the, they actually select those right uh right before the super bowl Yes. NFL
0: honors. NFL honors is going to be Thursday night, I believe. It used to be Saturday, but it would get buried right on Saturday. So now Thursday night, go ahead, put it in prime time. It was in prime time, but Saturday night again, it's kind of weekend, whatever. But now Thursday night, you're going to get a great audience. Really good way to do this.
2: I remember the year that JJ was, was that the year that JJ was Walter Payton Man of the Year? No, I think J- I think TJ Watt was up for Defensive Player of the Year is what it was, and JJ okay. was hosting SNL, and it was the same night. Oh, wow. And the parents had to choose. So this would not be an issue this year.
0: Oh, wow. But also the year that JJ I'd was... I'd go to SNL. Sorry. <laughs> this is... We've done that defensive player of the We've year We've been thing. there
2: before. That's, Sorry. that's not a sure thing, whereas SNL is a sure thing. Sorry, we'll go TJ,
0: there. your older brother wins again. <laughs> Sorry about that.
2: All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into the Seattle Seahawks, what the Texans have to prepare for for Sunday's game, and then we will go around the league. Some Super Bowl odds are already out. It's coming up. Texans all access. Don't go anywhere.
1: Texans TV takes over Saturday nights catch extra points followed by Texans 360 Saturday night at 1030 or after the late local news nobody builds 5g like Verizon builds 5g because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America and the more you do with 5g the more building it right matters the more your network matters the more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters it's us pushing us it's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from metric second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. 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 Work hard. hard. Work, hard, hard. Work hard. You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com.
2: Welcome back to Texans All Access. It's week 14. The Texans are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. It's the third home game. And hopefully it's a win because third home game of this three-game yes, home stretch. Not yes. the third home game of the year. It does feel like you guys have been on the road an awful lot.
0: But I'm not obviously lately. not
2: traveling because I'm <laughs> I'm here for all the games doing the pregame show mm-hmm, from inside mm-hmm. of our studio.
0: Yeah, and it's been a weird year with traveling. The Colts radio crew did not travel last week because That's right. had a positive... So they did the game from back in Indy. We helped them out with crowd noise. It's just been a weird year. COVID's still out there. Uh, Is it Omicron? Omicron. Omicron. It's going to be, I feel
2: like, I feel like, Mark, this is how it's going to be. We're just going to have variants. Forever and ever. What's Am the I- variant
0: this week? <laughs> well, even Fauci was saying this shouldn't be that big a deal.
2: Well, but it, when it comes out, it seems like a big deal until it's not a big deal. This is and where so- the
0: media gets me really upset. I'm oh, the media, the media, my teeth. The media. <laughs> because they want clicks. So it's like the deadly variant. Wait a minute, hang on. You know, or look, I get it. Delta deadly. I understand that but it's the some of the adjectives and adverbs they use are just for clicks sometimes everybody needs information on the pandemic i understand that mm. but if you didn't know if you didn't see what fauci himself all right said about this variant you might think oh my gosh this is going to overtake us all like we're all doomed now, there might be another one out there after it that they named something else that's even way worse than Delta. I thought we were going
2: to go Greek alphabet letters. This has really thrown me off. We've gone Delta. I thought we were going to go Gamma, and we're going to go all the way down, like, a, like a bunch of fraternity sorority uh, let, variants. Let's
0: start with pet names next. Okay, <laughs> Rover. Uh,
2: <laughs> is it going to be like the hurricanes and the tropical storms or we just go in alphabetical order? They're going mean, to run they're, out of stuff. They're, they're all over the place with this mm-hmm. stuff, unless Omicron is some sort of Greek Letter that I don't know about, but I sure did take a lot of math classes, and that's how I learned all my Greek. Well, they alphabet. they
0: were gonna do new, but it was uh, that was no good. And you, right? Mm-hmm. Is omicron Greek? I don't know. It might be. Uh, it might be. I'll find out very quickly here for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be uh, sure. omicron and omega represent the mid back rounded vowel. Okay, so In omega and Greek.
2: Oh well.
0: Okay, so there it is.
2: So omicron is different from omega.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Look, I don't know. I'm the wrong guy to ask, and I wasn't in a fraternity well, either. So cause... Far
2: be it from me to criticize the naming people. Wait, were because you in they... a sorority? No, why?
0: Okay, I didn't think you were.
2: No, this is from physics and math and engineering. Oh, Everything geez. was variable. All the variables were oh god, Way less exciting than be in
0: a sorority, Mark. You're like Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls.
2: Mathletes? Mathletes. <laughs> I was a mathlete. I was. I know. But you know what? The debate team and being in radio in high school did pay off for me in the end.
0: She's in a movie on Netflix or something. I think she's doing better. And she's engaged or something. I don't know. I read something, a headline, and I moved on And you moved on. Because I'm not the big gossip columnist (laughs) type. Unless it's somebody somebody I'm really interested in.
2: Which is pretty much nobody because you also used to fast forward Game of Thrones, the theme song, which I thought that's like the best theme song.
0: Well, I know what it is, at least. And... I did fast forward through a lot of Game of Thrones. You know, I do this in a lot of shows. Like, they're walking through the woods building suspense. Look, I don't need to see that, you know, with the music build up. (laughs) I'm going to zoom through this because you guys are just cheating now. Didn't feel like writing more dialogue. So you need to have this suspenseful build up. Give me the dialogue. I want to see people talking so I know what's happening.
2: I think anyone that's listening to this, if you want to tweet at Mark, at Texan's Voice, <laughs> I made him watch Dazed and Confused, which is one of my all-time favorite yeah. movies. And as someone who
1: self-professed
2: rock fan... You fast-forwarded half that movie, which was the beauty of that movie was the soundtrack. You First of all, you watched it on a plane. It was a, one of our flights from a game. Yeah, yeah. I and did. then you still, and I told you, I was like, this is not going to do it justice. The sound mm. system on this plane is not going to do it. And then you still fast-forwarded it, and you said it's okay.
0: I know. My bad. I, I missed you need it to give it, when it came a chance. Out. I don't know how I missed that movie. Some movies that are mainstream. Matthew McConaughey's yeah. debut. Affleck is
2: in it. Affleck's debut or one of his early debut the one of the yeah. londons i want to say jason or jeremy i can't remember, one of them was in it it's
0: loaded it's loaded it's Loaded like with superstars at Ridgemont high except later
2: all right well <laughs> somehow somehow let's get back to the seahawks bark okay, yeah. like we like me and you i mean we're, we're this is this is we'll a ramble.
0: this it's, is a show it's tangent radio 610 that's what it is it,
2: it's like our um it's like our off-season show that we started once upon a time before covid and then then COVID hit, so I'm sure the producers here were just more than thrilled. Show about to, nothing. It was a show, or show about nothing.
0: <laughs> Somebody already stole that. Actually, It's already it a them. thing.
2: All right, so the Seahawks, they are coming off a three-game losing streak. And, you know, I spoke with – But uh, they beat
0: the 49ers on – They uh,
2: beat the 49ers. That's what snapped their three-game losing streak. And and Russell Wilson, I, I have to think that that the finger that he fractured back in week five, and then mm-hmm. remember he had surgery, oh, yeah. he had the
0: pin, and then he came back after like a month. And they went to Geno Smith.
2: And they well, then he came back for the Packers game, mm-hmm. which they mm-hmm. they were shut out in that game. So maybe he wasn't ready. Maybe now it's been a few games. And I he's- watched
0: a big chunk of that game, and I thought, yeah, we played the Seahawks, but that's later. I got a bunch of opponents before that, so I didn't pay attention the way I normally would. Um, I was actually really pulling for Geno because you look,
2: were, just yeah, because, because of Gino? he's
0: Geno, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice if Geno won some games? You know, <laughs> back uh, weeks and weeks ago when he was playing. Look, if, this is the first visit for them since the game and the play that changed mm. everyone's lives in 2013. And it was weird because they visited in 09, and normally it would be another eight years, but since the Texans were going west to San Diego, because it was San Diego then with right. the Chargers, and Arizona, the league said Seattle should play here and we will flip-flop. So they came here four which years is, apart. Which is
2: weird because do they make those kind of exceptions a lot? I felt like they used to do it more back then, and now they just sort of stick to the rule book. I'm
0: surprised they did, because West Coast teams go East all, all the time, the time. And, and they'll have these horrible years where if you're playing, like, the NFC East or the AFC East, which is what they're doing back and forth every yeah. week, right? Yeah. yeah. Might have to stay at the Greenbrier, which would be nice. I know you wouldn't like it. No, not but, much. But mm-hmm. uh, that Seattle game here in 2013, the Texans were playing so well for so much of that game. And then... Russell Wilson has this incredible drive where he runs around like Fran Tarkenton, Doug Flutie, Michael Vick, whatever, makes plays all over the place, gets the ball in the end zone. Now you're up only seven, and the Texans need to drive, and they drive. This is a lot like the Rosencopter game in a different way. It was a similar situation with Mm Rosencopter because Rosencopter, Manning puts it in the end zone, you're up 10, right? Sage is driving Tries to make a play. He gets Rosencoptered. Gary Brackett <laughs> returns it for a touchdown. Now you're only up three, and Rosenfels fumbles again on the next possession. And now they lead after Manning hits Reggie Wayne, I think. So, Seattle, you're up seven, driving. It's third and four, and we know what happens. Yeah, we know Schaub what happens. throws a pick mm-hmm. six to Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Game tied. Going to overtime. Lose. That hurt a lot.
2: How do you not have a nickname for that game? Because that is, that is the game that you always point to for 2013 as the beginning yeah. of the end.
0: And I nicknamed a lot of games.
2: You nicknamed a lot of games. That one just doesn't have one. Richard Sherman. No, it has to be a more exciting Uh, name. This is the thing you need to uh, think about. Well,
0: it's a longer title. It's the game that changed everyone's lives. Because from that moment. (laughs) In 2013. The season (laughs) spiraled out of control. It did spiral out of control. It Mm -hmm. led to the dismissal of that entire coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Right? The Bill O'Brien regime began a year later. Uh, Matt Schaub's career was never the same. He Started a few more games, whatever. But it was never the same. You know, it changed everyone's lives so much. I feel like really hurt.
2: That that was the game. Also, Brian Cushing had a concussion. He got knocked out towards the end of the game. And this Ooh. Texans defense was really good against the run. They the, mm. Seattle wasn't really able to run the ball really well. And I felt like as soon as Cushing left the game, it just it opened changed. up. It just opened up a hole in the middle of the field there. And I felt like that also changed it. Now it doesn't change the fact that Shaw would have probably still thrown a pick six. But I felt like on defense they really missed Cushing, and he ended up tearing his ACL later on that he did. year he at did. Kansas-, uh, against Kansas City. City. Was yeah. it
0: the ACL? Yeah, Jamal Charles uh, collision. Yes, yes. The play with the Richard Sherman pick six was a third and four, and a lot of the people from the outside looking in said you should have run Arian. Look, third Oof. and four. You know, it's four is a pretty big clip. I'm sure. On a third I'm down. sure a pick
2: six would have happened on
0: the next well, drive. I, maybe I don't. It know. just seemed
2: like that was the year.
0: Right, because that was the third pick six in a row.
2: And and then was San Francisco the, the a few weeks next week? Was it the very next week or the Rams?
0: Uh, I want fe- to say it was the next week because the Rams game was where Schaub got hurt and was replaced by Yates, but then the following week. Week seven they started Keenum against the Chiefs on the road.
2: Right, and the Chiefs were undefeated, and that was actually a close game. The mm-hmm. weird thing about the twenty thirteen season is if you go back and you look at the scores, yeah. they were all pretty close. Oh,
0: there are a lot of close games, yeah.
2: With the exception of the San Francisco game and oh, maybe a that one. That was of, a
0: horrendous that blowout. Was the, and I'll say- that was
2: the worst loss of twenty 20- Thirteen. Yeah, I think. considering
0: the talent on that Texans team, that's one of the worst. That's way worse than any loss this year, folks. Because it was also it was also on prime time. Prime time Sunday at Al Michaels, mm. you know. And then you do that. It was awful. First play of the game was a pick six.
2: I mean, it was a lot like this Colts game. It does it does remind you because the first Tyrod's first pass picked off. Oh my god! And then the second drive, even Farrow talked about the farrow Brown fumble. Like the, those are things that you know you just it's a horrible way to start a game. But that was, I think. It, Equally bad that 49ers game that start to that game being a pick six and and it being on prime time like when a game starts like that it just it just that that, that just to me like I know you think the Jets loss was worse but mm-hmm. this there was never really anything to be positive about in this game.
0: Oh no. You know, uh, just when, uh, when it Colts starts game? like that. Yeah. yeah when it yeah, starts that was, like that. It was tough that way. And I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because I just felt like he's not himself. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's no. a low turnover guy historically, and here he has five picks and six games played for the Texans. It's just weird. I felt
2: like Andre made a good point on the broadcast that mm-hmm. uh he was seeing the rush and so maybe he was yeah. hurrying a little bit yeah. and he was sort of you know, pressing where maybe when you he see should've...
0: the head tip down. That, you know, yes, you can that's just what tell he said. He's, he's looking of the rush or at the rush or whatever, which is what I would be doing. I'd be like, Where I'd be are
2: always, There
0: you're
2: coming. Yes, and that was. I thought that was pretty insightful on his part to notice that that's what he's because mm-hmm. he did look not look like himself. He looked like nope. how he looked in that Miami game.
0: Yeah, did look right. Didn't Something look right. Was weird, and it's too bad.
2: All right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna go around the league and some bad news for Mark when it comes to Super Bowl odds oh, because. There are some updated numbers. We're going to get into that. We've got one final segment of Texans All-Access.
1: Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. The experts predicting about this week's big game extra points saturday nights at 10 30 or after the late local news on abc 13
2: we're back with texans all access register kids ages 12 and under to become a toros kids club member for free and submit their holiday wish list for their chance to be granted at least one item off their list from santa toro you can learn more at houston texans Com. All right, Mark, did you watch any of that Patriots of game? I did. The Patriots bill. I yeah. just the weather, I just it looked so freezing cold.
0: I could not believe there awful. are the Bills with ten men in the box and the Patriots are still running it down <laughs> their throat. And I thought, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. Bill Belichick, look, I can't call him a genius. He just ran the ball a lot and it worked. And it worked. That's just being smart. That's not genius. That's just saying, well, you can't stop it, so I guess I'm just going to do this. But you know what? No, passes. but it's
2: it's even more than that because I think any team could have gone out there and been like, you know what? The wind is too much. We're just going to run the ball. But then if you can't run the ball, it's three and out, You're three dead. and out, three and out. But right. not only did they make a plan of we're only going to run the ball, that's all they have to defend against, they were able to do it successfully.
0: And I thought Josh Allen, Wyoming Josh, with that laser right. arm was going to be able to slice through the wind. And he did a lot of the night. Boy, early on, Patriots didn't attempt that field goal, right? I mean, the uh, extra point. They went for two and they got it. And that was the difference in the game. Because late in the game, the Bills would be kicking the ball for a tie, right? But if they'd missed it. Well, that would they would have been dead. But yeah. they definitely would have kicked it. There they were on fourth down mm-hmm. and whatever, and mm-hmm. they had to go for it. So I just felt like – and early there, earlier they would have kicked it as well. So I just felt like um, it was their night, and I cannot believe the Patriots – Rule that division once again. Rule that division, top seed in the AFC East, but I mean in the AFC. But as we pointed out earlier, a nine and four record is not this juggernaut uh, type of record. I think that they can be threatened you know different teams have gotten hot at different times this year in the AFC. We got a long way to go. It's not over yet, but man, they're doing well and Mac Jones, rookie quarterback, Belichick's the coach of the year right now. If you had to give the award out right now, it's either he or Cliff Kingsbury. So, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive that's a, right yeah. there that Belichick could actually be up for the award after everything they've He been
2: looked to. so happy after the win. I think that might have been yes. his Someone said that might be his favorite win of the regular season, but maybe after the season they've had, and they were one and three when they came yep. here, and mm. they really did turn their season around. I, I, after the game, he was asked about the wind, and he said that the Patriots played in quote way, way worse yep. windy situations in two thousand eight when right. they played in Buffalo. Nick told
0: us about that, and they had Matt Castle at quarterback.
2: Oh yes, yeah,
0: and they, and obviously he was on the trip, and they were able to win that game. So, so
2: the number, the numbers. The Patriots ran the ball forty seven times in two thousand and eight and passed it eight times. They won thirteen to zero. So on Monday night, they ran the ball forty six times, just one time mm-hmm. fewer, passed three times and they won fourteen to ten. Yeah. So he basically just pulled out his game plan from two thousand and eight.
0: That's what they're with a completely do. different team. Yeah. But they play great defense too. Their because, defense
2: is, is really stepped up.
0: Uh the Bills. I it's hard for me to feel bad for other teams, especially with what the Texans are going through right now. But I kind of feel bad for them a little bit. We uh, we were they, up they there. They thought they
2: thought this was going to be the year to
0: they're yeah. going to walk through the AFC East. Johnny's friends with their sideline reporter, Sal Carpaccio. <laughs> we went out with him and his buddies, and we ran into Eric Molds, who former oh, Texans yeah. and Bills Bills great, but Texans receiver for a cup of coffee and a little extra, and a croissant. Uh, but and so we kind of feel this not connection, but you know we were just up there. And to see them go through that, mm. they thought this was their year. Now, it still might be. Again, they can get on a roll from here, but it just doesn't look like it's happening right now.
2: All right. So, Mark, the bucks patriots Super Bowl is now the most likely matchup, according to ESPN's Football up. Power Index. 10% chance, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a lot, but they're the most heavily favored
0: go Super bucks. Bowl matchup.
2: I mean, what I think the ra- that would be a ratings bonanza.
0: It would be. Belichick versus Brady I mean, and those two
2: teams already played each other and they played yeah. each other pretty closely considering they
0: did they did
2: to see a rematch in the Super Bowl I don't want to mm.
0: see it look well, look Texans aren't eligible so who would I pull for to who make you the Super for? Bowl no I don't want to see the Patriots in there at, under Ever? any circumstances <laughs> I mean the game I might want to see maybe Arizona versus somebody but nobody's playing great I don't want to see Kansas City again they're becoming nope. like the Patriots to me like because they're starting to get it going too.
2: If you give us a boring Super Bowl, I don't want to see you in the Super Bowl again, so.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see the bore. I don't want I to want see to a see boring, boring Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't want to see Mac Jones and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, believe me. As far as the Chiefs go though, if they can get it revved up offensively again, their defense has started to play really well. Offensively they're not playing really well, but hey, defense points per game I think it's I think they're first in the league in the last 4 games or something like that. They're right up there.
2: I knew that that would, they would turn things around. They were everybody was counting Andy yes. Reid out. These these coaches that are veteran coaches, it seems like they they sort of spend the first part of the season trying to figure out what's going to work and then they, they get work, on a roll. then they get on the, the roll. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's going to do it for texans all but john harris is on a roll with texans replay he's working it's on it every tonight. single <laughs> he
0: no he should win a marconi he because really some of these games you know it's been difficult but he comes up with a great way to present things it's very nice
2: all right that's coming up thank you so much to everyone for listening and as always go texans
0: this is texans radio
1: on sports radio 610
0: The Houston Texans and Amogee Bank have teamed up to present the Small Business Boost. This month's winner is Airflow AC and Heating. Airflow has provided quality heating and air conditioning service in Houston for 20 years. Since 2001, Airflow has served the community with fast, friendly, and trustworthy HVAC service. Countless times, Airflow has given back to the community, helping seniors in need. For more info and to nominate your favorite small business, visit HoustonTexans.com slash businessboost. It's the Texans Small Business Boost presented by Amogee Bank, a member of Zions Bank Corporation and a member of FDIC.